Good evening, or morning, or afternoon, whoever applies. Title of this evening's Dharma talk is Creating Real Estate. So this, uh, this title may, on YouTube, may bring about People that are not interested in what we're talking about here, but I don't mind. So the idea that I am endeavoring to get at here is about the nature of dependent origination. So whatever arises in the mind, the ego, the, the so-called uh, ego, or the what I might call the land baron, the one who has territory and owns things and has this and doesn't like this and puts fences here and gates there, in the mind stream and in possibly in the life stream, if they get a chance, they have enough support. So what happens, and I've talked about this many times, others have talked about it, and people talk about this in different ways, and I talk about this in the way that I see it, not so much in the way that someone told me. Somewhat, but mainly how it looks. So what I'm seeing is that when something arises in the mind stream, would be anger. Let's just take that one. Everyone knows about that one. But all the other uh, greed, jealousy, passion, aggression, ignorance, all of that. When something arises in the mind stream, the ego mind, the self-centered mind, the land baron, claims it, wants it, wants to hang on to it. And it, it, that particular property owner gets support as someone because that's their thing, that's their to leave the image of the property somewhat and go into the what we're talking about, the, the anger. It's theirs, it's their anger, and it was caused by that person or this person. The metaphor only goes so far, but uh, it works well enough uh, to for me to make a point. And the point I'm endeavoring to make is you don't have to claim any of that stuff. Something arises in the mind stream, not interested. You don't have to push it away, but there's no, you're not looking for property. You're not looking for something to fuel and give nutrition to that aspect of the consciousness. In the Yogacara tradition, it's called the seventh consciousness or the paranoid part of the mind. Sometimes known as the ego or a function in the, that area of the mind that sometimes referred to as narcissism. And this narcissism can be very, very subtle. You can meet someone who's operating out of that and because they become so skilled at looking like they don't have any property, that you don't notice the narcissism. Not that you should. Better to look at your own mind stream, look at your own what arises in your mind stream and realize it is dependently arisen. What does that mean? It means that no thing that arises comes of its own. It doesn't have its own uh, self-nature, sometimes that, its own svabhava. It's not something. It's a combination collection of causes and conditions that arise to provide us with any apparent separation or singularity. And so what encouragement is here is for you, for us, me too, to see whatever shows up. It's just that. It's, it, although it may have connections to other things, uh, it's not about ignoring those connections. It is about emphasizing, you say, just that. Whatever shows up, that's it. Whatever shows up in the mind stream, especially if it is passion or jealousy or aggression. Just that, and when when we uh, when we approach it that way, then that aspect of the consciousness, the narcissism, the self-centeredness, the ego, starts to starve because it gets its credential from grasping. It's my property. From rejecting, I don't want that property, or from ignoring, who cares about that property, or I need to just ignore that because it's too overwhelming. Too much uh, the taxes are too high there. It's still property. It's still 
has some kind of solidity to it as what other, something else, that other situation, other thing. Sometimes that can show up as a friend or an enemy. Not too much difference between those two. It's the polarity part of it that makes it so difficult for all of us to live uh, in a spiritual way, in a way that is not for or against or ignoring anything. This doesn't mean that you have to be some kind of a saint or you no longer have a beard or no longer have any uh, thoughts that are aggressive or controlling of others. Quite often people spend their time on the cushion or in meditation trying not to think things, trying to, uh, trying to become, as Stephen Batchelor, the writer, says, a thoughts without a thinker. Good luck. It's not about stopping the thoughts. It is about seeing, uh, it's about talking to Stephen Batchelor. I only have one person smiling, so that must have been right over my head. So, no, it is about seeing, it is about seeing that, that there's, there's no, that identity there has no, has no continuity. It's discontinuous identity, which we bring together and seal up and tamp down and label me, 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 and my stuff, my ideas. But if you look closely at it, down into it, you'll see that there isn't anyone there. No identity there. That's a makeshift identity based on open fear. This is why the sitting practice of meditation, awareness practice, along with studying concepts that go back thousands of years about the way the mind works and the way this whole setup functions. Just a simple one to talk about here is the five skandhas, a form, feeling, Perception, concept, the thinking process, and consciousness of the six senses. It doesn't add up to itself. It doesn't even add. But we bring it together, stitch it together, and sew it together in order to safeguard the the identity, which is uh, feels threatened by everything. So referring to what uh, thoughts without a thinker, it's not. Doesn't mean that you that at some point in your path or in your spiritual journey you won't begin to have thoughts and realize there's not a lot of identity attached to that. That the thought doesn't really need your imprimatur. But that doesn't necessarily mean that you need to try to not think. What do I say? I say sit down, hold still, and watch the thoughts. Not necessarily try to. See if there's a thinker or where they're coming from or going to. Although that is a valid way of practicing awareness. I say, sit down, hold still, whatever is moving, whatever is moving, even your body getting up off the cushion to go and get a drink of water or go to the restroom or just to go up and, up and stretch a little bit because you've been sitting for three or four hours. It's movement. And that movement, although it looks uh, and the quality and the character of it is much different than the movement of thoughts, it's still movement. And uh, this is why, in order to understand the nature of the thought patterns, we hold very still. We take the, the gross movement of the body, which everybody agrees on. If I go like this, everybody would agree that I'm moving my arm. And that's one of the reasons that we have a consensus uh, reality. I'm, I'm sitting back. You all see that. It's a consensus about that. But if I, if I say in my mind stream right now, there is a giant lizard. And the giant lizard is taller than this building. And it's wearing a tutu. I'm just saying that because I thought that might be more interesting than wearing armor or a top hat. So it's made up. And you might see that or you might not. And Interesting thing is your version of what I just said is not, nothing like what I thought of. 
and probably we also drew a picture of what we saw on that when we used that as a some kind of consensus going on we're all seeing that they would still all be different i'm just saying that in this room with this body mind construct human being the, the read upon reality is very very intense and it, it of course extends into everything all our society our civil structure constitution of the united states and all the other structures and government so but the real estate and the mind uh, that i'm speaking of speaking of is more radical meaning it's at the root it's not the root exactly but it's at the root of the production aspect of the mind that produces so let me say it this way there is an aspect of the mind where it is produced spontaneously and it is just arising i'm having a palsy i i, I noticed that that other video of me that if i go do something that it tends to repeat the Oh, it's not doing it now. Darn, that was pretty entertaining for a few minutes, two seconds. What was that? At the root of the production aspect, if you if you can bring your awareness to that area and see what is just arising out of dependent origination, the thought forms that are arising that are triggered by any number of things, what happened yesterday, what's happening outside the building that you're in, those are apparently risen in the sense that they are the karma that is arriving instantaneously out of this whole miasma of activity, consciousness, looking for forms. And then we as a separate, separate, separated being have a little bit of say-so about that thought process. Not a lot. We have just enough so that we can add on to what we just saw arise by disagreeing. I don't want to, I shouldn't be thinking that or else go the other way. And I, I, I look, yes, what I'm thinking there that I need to elaborate, I need to figure that, I need to calculate that more. So I'm more clear about what it is that speculation that just arose spontaneously. It is a, it's an understatement to say it's tricky. Because it's, it's, it doesn't have any solid form to it because it's consciousness. It's like the, the the lizard that I was talking about, it's, it's there, we can see it, we have an experience. It may be one person may, uh, one person's experience may be more visual. They may see the, the lizard standing on some kind of imaginary turf or with, you know, with a forest in the background and all kinds of extra things that I didn't say anything about, but you just invent. Your mind stream, when I say yours, nothing's from yours. But the mind stream that is showing up in your brain pan is dependently arisen. Your thoughts are not your own. There is no own. There is no land baron. But there is a land baron, and uh, if there's fear of being put upon, of being controlled, or any kind of any kind of threat, especially the threat of no longer existing, that might cause us to build up a whole lot of things. So as I started out to say, what I'm endeavoring to point out is what is uprising in the mind stream, if you want to break it down a little bit, and I don't have a classical teaching, it's not particularly that, particularly that, but it is a way of looking at it. When you sit down and hold still, karma, just the immediacy of the mind will, things will start arising. But then the idea there is not to necessarily add anything onto that, uh, accepting, rejecting, or shutting down so that you can see with more clarity the singularity of that manifestation. Dogen tried to point this out in the 13th century by saying, firewood does not become ash. He wasn't saying that if you have some firewood and you burn it, that later on there won't be ash there. Everyone knows that. That's why it's such a powerful teaching, is because he's pointing at the, rea the fundamental reality of it, ultimate reality of it, rather than the relative reality. He's not taking away from that. He's actually using relative reality, but it's by saying firewood, 
So when you put that in your mental hopper there and process it, it's like, yes, it does. It does. So if it does, and this is Dogen, this is the founder of this particular lineage, what is he driving at there? What is he, what is it he is saying? He's basically addressing time, past and present, future. Look closely at that. Well, the projections onto that help us secure ourselves in a relative situation in a materialistic orientation towards the world, towards ourselves, towards our families, and so on. And to like others like you're practicing the spiritual path. Take some questions if we have some, or I can continue to ramble. Choka. The example that you gave of the lizard in the mind stream, what is communication when it seems like that area is so specific to surprising person? Say more. I'm following you a little bit. I'm not going to be able to quite as, be quite as elaborate as you are there. Sure. Well, Keep it simple. Just thinking of the contrast between the, the physical world where there is consensus. Yes. What is con is there a consensus in communication when things are so? The only way there is communication is when there's no consensus. Is that surprising to you? Darn! I wanted to surprise you. Need something else? Shukrani. What is that communication? Oh. What communication? Uh, you say that the only way there can be communication is when there's no consensus. What is the tension? The consensus implies there's this and there's this, and we agree. That's what I'm saying. There's only true communication when there's no consensus. You ask me what it is, I'm just gonna repeat the same thing. See what it is. Look at look at communication as you use it to your partner, to your sangha, your teacher, to your your dad. Look at look at look at the way you cannot actually get consensus from anyone on anything. You might get kind of an agreement, a surface agreement that passes for social interaction. Why can't you get that? Have any idea? You don't have an idea? You don't have something about something would have to stop. Something would have to stop? In order to have a consensus. Is that basically? I don't know. Any more ideas? Yes, Mundo. On the line, I just want to guess. Oh, you're going to guess, okay. Mundo's going to guess. Dependent origination. Exactly true. Myriad causes and Myriad causes and there's no way you can get, no way anything can be, come together because you can't see everything. You can't, this is what we do. We keep shifting things around so we can have the appearance of consensus. I wanted to ask, um, is it enough to observe how we personalize our emotions and thoughts? Well, that's important. To just but to observe it, but not to use that to beat ourselves up or try to get rid of the personalization, but to just just be aware of that we're that everyone has a particular personality, personhood. It's not that you have to get rid of it. It's the idea is to see that it is unreal, ins insubstantial. The title of the talk, Creating Real Estate. Yes. 
if we've already built an entire city to support us, how do we begin to see that it's unfounded? Great, great question. Just do it a little at a time. Even uh, Chung Perimpache used that image one time. I can't remember which one of his books, but you just dismantle ego brick by brick. At a time, you're not going to be able to push it over. So the structure is already there. Just continue to do that. Continue to return to the cushion, return to the Buddha, the Dharma, the Sangha, and use that to work on that situation to see that it's insubstantial. What does dismantling ego brick by brick look like? So to be blunt about it, it looks like uh, seeing that you're deceiving yourself, seeing self-deception. You see self-deception in others, then it starts to show up in yourself, then it starts to show up in others. Uh, this doesn't mean that if you look at others, you can't see the way people are confused or self for themselves. But a lot of that is, uh, is uh, a projection on others rather than what's actually happening. Show the um, you talked about communication without consensus. Is there cooperation and collaboration without consensus? Yes. Yes. Is that, is that different than chaos? Um, well, it could, it may appear chaotic. I'm not saying that we can't all decide to do something a certain way and there wouldn't be some kind of consensus on it. But the consensus that is happening is, a, is an invented consensus. The actual thing that's happening in each person's mind stream is a, not consensus. What's coming up is just a specific example where someone might misunderstand or think that we had communication and then we move a building project in that direction or start a little early. We're clear, but that seems like a miscommunication. Well, yeah, if you get into that area, then you can, it just becomes very pragmatic stuff. That's, I'm talking about a little bit more, uh, maybe sophisticated. But when you have that kind of a platform that's very like, uh, this needs to be painted, painted red. Does everyone agree? Yeah, so that's something you can work with because it's pretty concrete stuff. But as soon as it leaves the, the color situation, as soon as it starts to get into the mind stream somewhere as ideas or abstractions about things, then it's, then it's uh, just look at, uh, listen to anyone uh, on any news program, listen to any attorney or any anyone, and listen to the way people just concoct things. Make things up and repeat it. With the lizard example, you, you said that we might have added forest or all the other things. Oh, yeah. Are those additions an example of our self centeredness? Maybe. I don't know. It could be, but I don't know if that would help in the way which, we're, which I'm endeavoring to talk about it. What I'm endeavoring to point out is that which arises in your mind. Uh, does not belong to you. So therefore, if you're, give you a strong example, you're sitting here, uh, you're sitting in a park bench or you're at your home and someone says or does something that triggers, uh, they're, they're doing something and they say something or have some activity that triggers something in you that comes up as anger. That looks like you're, you're having anger. The identity of the particular self that has not been seen through, that still, we still believe there's a separate being, will grab that real estate because the ego gets its sustenance from passion, aggression, ignorance. From I want it, I don't want it, it's good, it's bad, it shouldn't be, it shouldn't be, they shouldn't be doing that, I shouldn't be doing this. A kind of warfare going on all the time, uh, a heightened and encouraged polarity based on the fear of disillusionment. The fear uh, that ego has is uh, coming to an end, fear of death, or fear of losing, in other words, fear of not being, it's a kind of death to be somewhere and have an idea about something and then realize that 
you're totally wrong. You misunderstood the whole thing. And so that's when uh, we find out just how much pride you have going on. And some people can admit that, some people can't. Not, nobody's wrong. I'm not saying that, I'm just, I'm just saying it. I want to protect this being. There's someone here that is either in danger or someone here who needs advancement, someone who needs to be appreciated, somebody, 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 somebody. And we use this real estate situation. And I realize that the metaphor is a little weak, but it's just like it's coming from the idea of walls of the mind. We build up structures in our mind. We use whatever comes up. Sometimes people with no spiritual path will just become more and more isolated within their concepts. And they'll say things like, well, I've always believed that this is this and this is I've always believed that. Well, I was taught this and this and this. It's not that there isn't some relative truth to it. There's probably a lot of relative truth. But it, it abandons the true nature of what this uh, situation is. This is a spiritual as it's been said way before I got here, we are spiritual beings having a physical existence. One way of describing it. But most of beings are stuck with the phys physicality of it, of right and wrong, up and down, should be, shouldn't be, pride and shame, and all the paraphernalia. But what is it to take responsibility for those, for the anger that's triggered, but not? Claim it as real estate or identify it. Responsibility, the way I use the word responsibility is you have the ability to respond to it, which means don't, you, you respond by, by looking at it, by observing it, by being aware of it. It might be so strong that it invades your mind stream and you have a lot of difficult emotions or feelings, but less is better. Don't push it away. Don't drag it into your territory with some kind of uh, propaganda around why it's happening. And don't shut down on it, either just deliberately shut down or artificially shut down by activity that takes you away from that or, or even using chemicals. Just, just receive. Be responsible for what happens. Not, it's not praise and blame as a misunderstanding. That's buying into right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. Should be, shouldn't be. Life and death. All the other polarity, polarized structures. Is there a responsibility for how others are coming towards us? Also, I'm thinking if someone has a really fixed idea of something we're doing, they might come after us. Yes. Is there a responsibility on our end with that? Well, it's a good question, but it's it's very very situational. If you understand the situation, uh, that means you're. You're in what's commonly called, I don't know if you common, but you're just, you're just present. Kung Fu Mbate called it authentic presence, which means just here with no motive, no, nothing happened as far as any agenda. You're just here. What is showing up might be uh, you're painting, painting the deck on the back of someone's house. But just very, it's just that. And if someone else comes along and disagrees with you uh, on that, rather than going to a, a lot of uh, rationalization about why one over, and they say, come back to this, this is the wrong color. The color they really needed was just for that. I'm just inventing things here. But we tend to start to rationalize that because we don't want to be wrong. And so it's hard to say how that would show up, but it's situational. And if you really felt like this person had came up and, and maybe you knew they were wrong, you had it right, you got it from the horse's mouth, so to speak, what this should be done, and they're telling you something else because they're the neighbor and they know more than you do. I'm just making stuff up here, but I'm saying you should always give the benefit of the doubt to that situation, not because they might be right, but because your interaction with someone is to receive what they're saying. Have you noticed how difficult it is to listen to somebody for any length of time without Starting to chatter back at them. Correct them or adjust them or sometimes it's called a conversation. Might more about that, it would be really good to go more deeply into that. Come on, cough it up. So about one it's not a specific example, but the area 
area I'm curious about as well is when someone comes towards me, the, they're having a hard time with the situation and it just doesn't look that way to me. And it's easy to just be like, oh, I, I feel bad for you, or I'm sorry that you are having a bad time, and I'm wondering if there's a way to meet them in that. So you're saying you're pretending and you see they're having a bad time, but you don't really think they're having a bad time. You just think they're screwed up. I might be doing too much interpreting for you. But I'm saying if someone comes and they're having a hard time with something, you might think this is crazy. There's no problem here. So if they think there's a problem, you would meet them where they're at. I've said 15,000 times, meet everything where it's at. No matter how many, how shitty it feels. This is the path of the Bodhisattva. This is a path that you're, and it's described lots of different ways. My way of describing it is probably going to be quite a bit different than others. I would say meet everything where it's at. No matter what is happening. This doesn't mean if you meet a murderer, you become a murderer. You meet someone who's murdering people, you don't see if there's some way you can stop that. But in order to do anything about it, you'd have to meet them where they're at. You ever met a murderer? What was that like? Friendly? Friendly murderer? Yeah, the one I met was, <clears throat> I met a few in, uh, in prison, but I'm not counting those, I'm calling them ones that are Right out here, yeah, a situation I ran into. They were also crazy. Did it for a living. What do you do about that? You. What do you do about? Do you report them? Just forget it. You meet them where they're at. You meet them where they're at. In the same way, you meet everyone where they're at. Just received. So easy to jump to some kind of real estate there and try to find some kind of understanding that you can apply to that, your own personal idea about those situations. Is what you're saying, instead of trying to commiserate or say how we relate to that, is it meeting them where they're at to say, I'm sorry that you're having a difficult time with this? Yeah, difficult time being murdered. As you know, if you've met someone, and which I have also, it's not, perhaps others have, it's not funny. You don't know what to do about them. The person I'm thinking of could not quit that because they, their family would be killed for you. It's a cold situation. We have difficulty. The person has to do this. You have to meet people where they're at, and real estate and all. You have to meet them in in their real estate. It takes some courage to do that. It takes some courage not to step in and try to correct them or change them or make them be somebody else. Have respect for their confusion. And this is something that uh, people, uh, well, people here are doing that too, but. Senshu and Ondo, and uh, Kelly, yeah, and Kelly, find me do this for a living. They're actually meeting people where they're at with different ways of relating to it. Sometimes the only thing you can do is just be with the person. You may not be able to come in and with hammer and tong and figure out how you can fix them or anything, but sometimes all they want you to do is just to receive who they are. So they get some kind of validation, even though they're they're in the midst of a personal swamp or fire. Very difficult, very difficult to do that if you're all occupied with your own real estate. You're trying to collect this and collect that. Or you're noticing that you're angry about this and angry about that. I'm not saying you should stop the anger that rises in the mind stream. This is what this mind training is about. So whatever rises in the mind stream, dependent on it. And if you personalize it, uh, and you need to what? Be aware that you personalize it. You don't have to stop personalizing it. You just get to 
be aware that that is unreal. It's called awareness. Something I notice that I do is kind of twist meeting someone where they're at. Oh, I can't believe that. You do that? You Where? twist meeting someone where they're at to make it look like you're meeting. Am I putting words in your? Hmm? I think in any other way. Go ahead, I'll stop. <laughs> I will receive. <laughs> Um, where I will want to spend with somebody. Yes. But you you say that you don't do that sometimes. Don't do what? If we're spending out, you won't enter into that with us. You'll be caught in the same cycle. It's, it's, again, it's dependent origination and it's situational. So there's no two situations. Uh, similar, but they're not the same. One, you might, because of your, you're there. So then you notice you need to close this part up and open that part. Close this part down, open that part up. You might need to do something situational, but it won't be like some kind of decision you're making or evaluation necessarily. Maybe a little bit, might be a little bit of evaluation, but you, you're never caught by your own evaluation. You realize that it's just a tool. It's not the way to solve everything. So you, you might use a little bit of that, but it's so situational that you're ready to let go of your tools all immediately so you can see deeper into the situation through your awareness training. So you begin to have the courage to look at, at uh, look into the dark and look at the red eyes looking back at you. If you don't have that, if you have to stay back and protect yourself and stay in some kind of structure called real estate, that, that darkness of that area that most people are dealing with is, uh, has, has an aspect of real estate to it, but fundamentally it's just an open dimension that can be scary, frightening. But, any questions? Thank you. Um, earlier you said that true communication um, is when there's no consensus. Yes. And so then, if you can describe what true communication, cooperation, and collaboration. No, nothing happens. That's ultimate. Ultimately, nothing, nothing occurs. Relatively, all kinds of things are occurring, coming and going. It's happening right now. That which isn't happening is happening. Come on. Let me get away with that. I'm not sure what to ask. Ask Chusa. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure what to ask. <laughs> <laughs> well, I caught you in that trap. <laughs> We're all caught in that one. Sir. What is true communication about warfare? So the, the polarized aspect of it, uh, there's no polarity happening there. So there's no this against that or right and wrong. It's not that that doesn't show up as a polarity, but there's no picking and choosing happening there. Sure, my career with the example of the neighbor coming over and talking about Does giving that person the benefit of the doubt do in the states about the interactions? What to do for what? Shabbat. Instead of the, the homeowner says to use a certain color, and then that neighbor comes over and says that's wrong, it's a different color, or should be this color. Yeah, that's a question. I heard, but I think I'm the one that says all that. Yeah. yeah. That's, Giving that person the benefit of doubt, anyways, do with interaction. Because that's the communication. You're, you're there and you're receiving the communication rather than jumping to a conclusion that the content of the communication is somehow wrong. Communication itself is more important than, than the content. The, the, 
the, the space in which things arise as, as takes precedence. This doesn't mean the person might be wrong about that, but one could open up and allow that kind of uh, more oxygen, more breathing room in there rather than immediately turn away, even though you, you might think that I've got this right. It's about meeting people where they're at, not about meeting people where you think they're at and arguing with them. Simple put. Mosquito man. Earlier you were talking, I don't remember what you're talking about, but when you talk about compassion, you talk about it as feeling with, not feeling for. Yes. Can someone we feel with without having a strong emotional dynamic involved? Yes. If the feeling with isn't actually you're having a feeling, it's just that you're just receiving the feelings that they're having. So you could say, you could say, not exactly this, you're having the same feeling they're having. You're not reading their mind, you're just not separating from them. But you're feeling with them. But it may not be an emotion in the sense that you're referring to. This doesn't mean that, that that feeling with won't knock you right off your feet. It's not just some kind of sympathy for poor people who are not doing well or broke or are being abused by the law or abused by their neighbors or their parents for that matter. Jun Shu reminds me, but Jun Yu. How do you meet someone where they're at when you don't know where they're at? It uh, might be more simple. Uh, then, then there's nothing to meet. They're, they're standing there, and if you don't know where they're at, who knows? Everything is showing up something. Their body language, when I say language, it isn't something that you can interpret particularly, but you can receive it. You try to interpret it, then you stop and you start to turn what you see into some kind of concepts about when a person stands like this, then they're telling a lie or they're just a TV program. It's very entertaining, it's just not true. So just meet them where they're at. The, the feeling that you're probably not meeting them might be closer than uh, be closer than your evaluation. You're just with them. Just, and then you're looking at them and receiving them. Eyes, but watch their hands, watch their movement. Receive, receive. And at the same time, you're receiving that person. Receive gravity. Receive the color of the walls in the room. Receive everything. Receive your own thoughts about the person, about what they're doing, what they're saying, which may show up as some kind of judgment about why are they so confused. Are they really confused? Are they trying to trick me? Just, you know what the mind is like, you have one. It's just full of baloney. All masquerades as being truth. It will, it will take anything it can to conceal its true identity, which is nobody. Nobody's wrong. When you're talking about dealing with, is there a difference between feeling someone's emotion with them in feeling our projection of what they're going through. Say that again. Or differently, if you could. Say it, where, say it in such a way I can understand. So, are you his partner? You run into the same thing with Shoto that he says things backwards and then pretends like it's forwards. Is that what you, or would that be good? I have so many people chuckling. 
We're not taking away your intelligence, but we're taking away. Do that enough on my own. What we're doing, you take we're taking away is your validation of your intelligence. How do I work with that? Stop validating yourself. You don't need it. Your 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 intelligence itself is enough. You don't need to validate what you're saying. I feel like I'm stuck in the way that I communicate. That's awareness. That's awareness. I feel like you're stuck in the way you communicate. You know, I would say you're very lucky to, to be able to have, and it's not a compliment, you're very lucky to be able to have the awareness that you something is, is stuck when it comes to communication. Most people just keep on talking. You know, you're pointing out to them that you know, you might want to take another look at what you're evaluating, what you're concluding, and what you're rejecting, and what you're assuming, and what you're projecting, and da-da-da-da-da. People won't do that. They just, this is what it is, and, and this is what is happening. Whereas you're saying, I'm stuck. So, not so bad. Just look, look at what is stuck. Look at who's stuck. That's the polarity. Who and what. This and that, subject to object. Further questions? Any questions on uh, Zoom? Cheers on Boeing. There were um, two in the chat box from Eric. He asks, is this related to the ego being connected to the body? And I'm, I'm not sure what that was originally referring to, Boeing. Well, our our attachment to the body is extremely strong because it's it's here, it's us, it's me, it's my feelings, it's my hands. My, I'm I'm the one who's seeing me, 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 me. And this is why Dogen in the 13th century, his instruction was drop off body and mind. Of course, he said it in Japanese. I'm not sure what that how that was translated, but it's probably pretty close. He wasn't saying get rid of that, but he was saying it's the attachment to that attachment to the body, the attachment to the mind as being solid and real. It, it isn't there isn't some solidity there. Of course, we're not trying to wipe out the whole situation, but to drop off the attachment to that, which in my way of saying it is probably can't do that. But if you, if you listen to that instruction, you'll notice the degree to which you, you're attached to the body, and you're attached to your thoughts, and your, and your thought pattern, your mind attached to that. We think of them as two different things. Our body's one thing, our mind is another thing. And uh, if we look closely, we might find that those are not not separated as much as we think. She is unbowing and Ivan asks, how can we do anything but meet someone where we think they are at bowing? Well, it's a start. That's what most of the world is doing. But you, since you can even ask that question, you're not exactly doing that. Meeting someone where they're at would start out with not having any idea. So you'd be totally unreceived. You might be unreceived for a long time. Yuzan. How do we go into the space when we do think we know where someone is or we do think someone is wrong? Well, again, it's situational. It depends on the person. It depends on your if you've been if this is a brand new relationship or if it's somebody you somebody that's also a practitioner, somebody you know well. I think it's so, so different. Somebody that just comes to sell you insurance. So it's different. Can you be more specific about a specific situation, possibly, or one uh, one that would characterize what it is you want to know? Does, does communicating with that situation need to manifest in some way? Not necessarily. I mean, some kind of result or outcome? Some kind of action? No, not necessarily. I don't think so. If I'm understanding what you're asking me, I would say no. I mean, nothing would show up. Of course, what shows up is that nothing showed up. 
which is more terrifying. Well, maybe not terrifying, just scary. Further questions? Shoka. If we're owning real estate, can we deal with someone? There again, we're coming back to situational depend on the person, on your, the dynamic that's happening between you already. We're, we're all dealing with some kind of real estate, real estate in the form of our ideas, our opinions, our fears, our uh, the thought patterns that run through and give us a hard time, uh, fretting anxiety of different sorts, um, everything from depression to it doesn't seem to have any any substance to it other than it's just a horrible feeling of, of being uh, afraid or alone or lost or worthless there's so many different ways of talking about that so let's be more de more definite about what you're in have walls in the mine, or if we're constructing walls in the mines, does that inhibit our ability to feel with? Yeah, we're, we're actively ranking things up, and have a whole construction crew going there, probably. But the, the best thing, as far as I can say, or as far as I can see, is the very best thing any of us can do, regardless of the situation, as a general idea about it, is receive. Just just listen. And you can prime that a little bit by saying someone says something and you don't really you're not really sure what's going on, and you say, How do you mean? And they'll say, Well, what I mean is this and this and this, and they might paraphrase a little bit and say, uh, and then you might say, you know, I'm following this part of what you're saying, but I'm not sure about this other part. You know, it's a help them, help them by not particularly caving into them, but you're trying to be with them and get something, some kind, some kind of um, understanding of what's happening with them. So you're endeavoring to meet them where they're at. You follow me a little bit on it? Not easy. That's why that's the 90 10 rule that some of you have heard. You know, all of you have heard. I don't know. Is that if you're having any difficulty in a relationship? Shut up. Is that what I said no, no, no. I didn't say shut up. I said talk ten percent of the time. Yeah. Listen ninety percent of the time. A lot of your relationship situation will probably clear up quite a bit. You might not feel so good because you're not getting your airtime. You get to say what you want to say and what you think about what they're thinking about what you're thinking about what they're thinking. But this whole thing could lighten up quite a bit. And then you might really realize that the person you're listening to really has some really not only interesting but powerful things to say about what's happening with them. You may look at, into it. You may be looking at it and think, well, that's really crazy. I mean, that's, that's not true. Why is that bothering you? But you wouldn't say anything because you... You're still, uh, you've gone over your 10%. You can't say anything. So shut up. Unless you absolutely have to say something or talk. You could say the same thing to me. What are you doing up there running your mouth? You have a point. Tisho. Tisho Bowling. Um, how will we ever know if we are truly receiving and not receiving something we just produced on top of what was said? Bob? Yes, uh, thank you, Chisho. That's, uh, and you, you might not for a while, but you just continue to do it anyway. It's just like a, it's like a journey. We're just going through the forest of our preconceptions, our judgments, our evaluations. Just keep going. Just, just continue to receive not only what comes up in the life stream of your the environment you're in, the other people you're with, or the you know 
Fox News, for that matter, anything that's out there, just receive it, receive it. And insofar as you can, don't do too much concluding unless the conclusion is just obvious. You have to conclude that someone's saying this and this and this, then this conclusion might be that, that can't be true. And then just continue to, and then at the same, in the, in the same, at the same time, whatever rises in your mind, mind stream, don't stop it. Don't uh, engage with it by concluding things about it or using it in such a way to make it somehow valuable or shut down and just continue to do that until, until, when I say until, until your, your mind stream is clarified. Now, the classical way of talking about this is that turning around the basis of consciousness, which is no longer itself. You're still the eyes, ears, nose, tongue, body, mind, there's the five skandhas, and there's the people sitting around saying stuff like I'm doing, but there's no solid person here anymore. I'm not making a claim. If I were, then I'd be some kind of person making a claim. Can't make a claim about something that you know nothing about. If you know something about it, ego. Ego. Want to transcend this world? It's right in front of you. It takes persistence. And it's not going to show up the way you thought it would or think it should. Well, this isn't showing up. This can't be a Dharma teacher. Look how he's acting. Give me a break. In fact, don't give me a break. Don't need any of your breaks. Just train your mind, my friends. Just train your mind so you see. Don't, don't pay any attention to me. Other than train your mind. You don't have to be a student of mine. You owe me nothing. But you might want to find out who you are before your body-mind complex goes back into the elements because a lot of the things you think are true about everything, including me, might not be totally accurate. I know who you are. You can do this if you're here. You're a meditator, more than likely, and you, you know, say, just return to the wall. You may need a teacher, you may not. My opinion is you would need one, but what do I know? I just, I just knew that I needed one, but I might be more insane than you are. You might be pretty clear already. All you need to do is, you know, you could probably just sit for 10 or 15 years and realize your true nature, whereas I had to sit several decades longer than that, and also I'd have two, two teachers, I'm so crazy. And I'm not kidding you. Thank you, Barry. A question from School Stream, who I think is in the UK. School Stream. Go for it. How can people don't understand they project their emotions? So how can people People don't realize they're projecting emotions. That's yeah. Uh, well, they can't because they're because they're lodged in the belief that they are somebody, and their emotions are are theirs. It's their emotions. Emotions don't belong to anybody. Thoughts don't belong to anybody. This is what I'm talking about with the real estate. Nobody owns anything. On the other hand. And on the same hand, everywhere you look, it's yours. Everything is yours. There isn't anything that isn't, doesn't belong to you in the ultimate sense because you're not separate from it. And that, as a living being, when you begin to see that, it starts to show up that way. That's the only uh, feedback you're going to get from the world is it telling you not separate, not separate, not separate. Not in those words, but uh, you see it. You see it in the carpeting. You see it in people's feet. You see it in a dog that's not here. You see, in uh, thousands of mice that are all hanging from trapeze, tiny trapeze from the ceiling. You guys see that? Only Shoka can see that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that everything is possible. Everything and everything is possible. And everything is impossible because it's unreal. Any questions in here? Oh, no. Hold oh, on. You say you know, like emotions are self-existing. Is how is it different than um, emotions are dependently arisen? Um, They're dependently arisen in the way they function. They don't really, they, they, a cause and effect brings that about, but there's no personhood there to 
to take claim it or to refute it or to ignore it. And and the other one is uh, self-existing. Means that when you see that, you realize that that it it is the way you see it is just like firewood does not become ash. It has a conceptually it has a past and a future, uh, but but fundamentally and ultimately it's just that. That's why it's so difficult to see it. No further question. We can go further into that. That's really exciting territory. It's like riding a motorcycle without wheels. Another question. Come on, jump in. Hondo. Oh, no. Say it. Okay. Any further questions? Jalen Bowling, Ivan had another question. He asks, how do we meet our own selves where we are at, Bowling? So I think it's just a matter of persistence and we can get a lot of help if we really want to see who this is, what all this is, we can get a lot of help from a, a true teacher. I make no claims. I'm not saying I'm a true teacher. But I can say I speak out of what I see. I don't, I don't I've read lots of books, but I've forgotten most of them. I'm talking to you out of what I'm, what is in front of me all the time. Otherwise, I couldn't get up, get up here or week after week or attend all these book studies and respond just out of what I'm seeing. Not that there isn't some thinking going on, but a lot. So if you want to meet yourself, if you want to see not only who you actually are, it could be your true self, you could say it that way, which may not be self or your imaginary or imputed self in sitting practice of meditation and the support of a, of a mentor, of a teaching person who has, who's looked at this for a while, the support of a, an actual teaching like the Buddha Dharma that goes back 2,500 years, which is, a, which is not a revealed tradition from some high superior being, but is, but is a cumulative tradition. The Prajnaparamita literature, the Medina Nikaya, the Digha Nikaya, the teachings of Bodhidharma, the teachings of Dogen Zenji, the teachings of Trungpa Rinpoche. It's, it's cumulative. Someone understands this, begins studying, and realizes what this is, and they begin to teach of this understanding, which is all this works. Another question from School Spring. Yes. I recently found myself preaching the Dharma to a much younger person, and I feel guilty for some reason. Why? Oh, because you're full of crap. I don't know that. I wasn't the younger person. But if you feel guilty, maybe you... you talking to somebody that really wasn't ready to hear that. So it was more about you wanting to be a person who knew stuff and about the Dharma. I'm not saying you wouldn't have some kind of uh, sideline there that would be, maybe if they, they would meditate or practice Buddhism, they wouldn't be so upset. I'm not saying that, but probably you shouldn't teach anybody anything without being, without their permission. In that case, you'll find yourself not saying much. Unless you're sitting here, then, of course, I'm going to talk for the next, whatever, few minutes. And then that's over with. I really like Spool String's name. But it's hard for me to tell somebody's full of crap with a name like that. Smile. The only person in here not smiling with is who? <laughs> you smiling? <laughs> are we are we at the end of our what are we doing? Yeah,
this penetrating to all places, so that we in every sentient being together can realize the Buddha's way. If you value the teachings of Sokozan, and you would like to support his teaching work and the functions of Sokukoji Buddhist Temple Monastery, which also supports monk and practice residents, please consider giving a donation by visiting our website at sokukoji.org.